You are listening to The Happy Gynecologist with your host, Amanda Miles, MD. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to episode number 88, When Achieving is Harmful. All right, y'all. We are going to dive right in today. I'm going to tell you um, kind of what's been going on at my house, um, <laughs> fill you in on a few things about me. I'm going to be vulnerable, um, and I'm going to tell you kind of how I watched my my brain want to achieve and do more and and accomplish and how harmful um, that was for me this week. And so I want to just tell you this story um, and and hopefully you can learn from it as well. Okay. So as many of you know, I've talked about it here. I've talked about it a little bit on social media. Um, my mom and dog Inga, she is my German Shepherd. They got dumped at our house uh, several months ago. She had puppies last week. Um, right before um, our, well, I guess it was, I don't know, maybe almost a week and a half ago, almost two weeks now. Um, and last week I um, was on vacation. So I had the week off and I was home. I was getting to have a staycation with my kids and um, my husband uh, was there and then he was going to have a golf trip for the last uh, few days with some of his friends. Um, so the last few days of my, my time off, um, he was out and I was um, just being mom. And it was, um, I had all kinds of plans. We were going to do snow cones and swimming and all kinds of stuff. And I wake up the morning that my husband left. He left very early. And I wake up and I go um, to let let my mom and dog Inga out and see how the puppies were doing. And she is already up and out of the, the box that we made for her in her her bougie, bougie bitch birthing suite. That's what we refer to it as, aka my garage um, with an air conditioner and a, um, a nice little setup for her and the puppies. <laughs> anyway, so I go out there to the garage and um, she has dug back behind some boxes to get to some rat poison, actually, or mouse poison. And it was supposedly in pet and kid tamper-proof little like bait stations so that the mouse can come in, eat a bite and leave and then it dies. And so um, because where we live, we live out um, kind of in the with woods, like a wooded area. And so um, we had some mice in our garage. And so we got the ones that were pet safe, kids safe, right? Well, she had completely obliterated the little mouse house part and had eaten um, an, uh, an entire mouse house full or rat house, I don't know what it was, um, full of poison. And it's not, I was like, okay, okay, we can do this. Let's just take her to the vet and um, they'll give her some vitamin K, like thinking it was warfarin, right? Um, turns out this brand is not. So FYI, this is also... <laughs> This is also my PSA for the week. Check check and see if you have this in your house, okay? Um, because it's not pet tamper-proof. And anyway, what it is is bromethylene, which is a neurotoxin that causes brain edema and um, seizures and then paralysis. And there is no antidote. And so I took her to the vet um, in a panic and, um, like, after I read that, I was like, okay, yeah, we've got this. And I, you know, took her to the vet. We made her puke, um, which is, um, you know, always fun. <laughs> and then we called poison control. They called poison control and, 
you know, kind of did some calculations and all kinds of stuff and did their, you know, thing that they do for pets, you know, that we do for people, right? Looked up all the things probably on their version of up to date, all that. And yeah, and so there's there's no antidote to this type of poison and it has a really ho- long um, half-life. So essentially, we <laughs> we were told by the vet who she was so kind and so sad with me that essentially we wouldn't know um, how much had like been absorbed, how much was in her system. Um, and we wouldn't know and unless she started basically seizing um, in a few days. And so and we may not know. And if she does, that essentially that's it, that, that we would need to put her down um, or that she would die pretty quickly, I guess. You know, I would assume that her brain would herniate or something, you know. Um, and so like I was just devastated at this. I feel the emotion coming up right now, even as I talk about this, because um, I was just devastated. Like this is, this dog has kind of become like my, uh, you know, my spirit animal or whatever you want to say. Um, she's, she's, um, you know, such a symbol of like survival and perseverance and toughness and like badassery that like she she's my dog you know she adopted me but I adopted her too and so I just was crushed I was crushed that I was gonna take my dog home and uh, tell my kids that she probably was gonna die in a few days and um that 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 you know there was nothing we could do essentially and so um, the vet sent us home and we did, we actually did do, um, some activated charcoal capsules, um, and some prednisone just like in hopes that maybe it would, it would help basically. Um, but we didn't know how long she had, you know, had ingested it because she was in the garage overnight. So we didn't know how long she'd had it in her stomach. So, um, you know, so we, we had no idea of knowing. Um, and so I, of course, cried like bald boohooed, like Kim Kardashian ugly cried the whole way home with, you know, she's just like happy as can be looking at me wagging her tail because she's like riding in the truck. She loves riding in the truck. And she's like, what's going on? You know, like she has no idea. And the the problem too was, is that like I was trying, I was like grieving for her, feeling terrible for her, trying to make, you know, plans like how can I make her last few days with us really nice um, and like happy for her. But the problem is, is that I couldn't let her nurse her puppies. Um, and so I felt like I was like denying her as, as a mother, I was denying her, her, her babies, um, with, you know, for her last moments on earth. And so let me tell you how miserable this was. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have been in the river of misery y'all. Okay. And what I think is super special about this whole thing, okay, you know, what can I learn from this pain, right, is it's something I always ask myself whenever I, you know, or my clients, whenever something like this is happening, what can I learn from this? Well, number one, I've learned that, you know, I'm feeling my feelings in the moment and I don't have to stuff them down with food, right? Like I don't have to you know, have a drink at the end of the night so I can just like make it through. Right. And so I don't have to do those things 
I can just feel and love on my dog and be really sad because damn it, this sucks, right? And so I think that that was probably the biggest thing, like how can I use this pain for me was how, you know, how can I just be here in this moment and how can I make the most of it um, even though it sucks? And so I think that that's something that I kept like grounding myself in, especially whenever my brain wanted to offer me you know, like, well, we could have, you know, we could make ourselves, um, a nice drink and have some, have some snacks on the couch tonight and just like eat our misery, you know, that kind of thing. Um, because my brain was definitely offering that, you know, this whole time. So essentially for the last four days of my week off, I moved the puppies in from the bougie bitch birthing suite in my garage (laughs) I moved them in to a pack and play in my dining room and went and bought a bunch of bottles, baby bottles, essentially, because they they're not small puppies. And so they were able to use just baby bottles. And I fed these little puppies every three hours. And while my seven year old was really helpful, (laughs) she was really helpful during the day. Um, it kind of like she would feed one kind of, you know, um, and take care of one while I did the others, um, you know, at night it was just me. And so it was, you know, kind of back to the newborn stage, right? Like I'd kind of forgotten almost <laughs> how rough that is and how tough that is, um, to be a new mom and have to get up every three hours. And oh my gosh, it was taking me an hour and a half or, you know, to feed all these puppies. And then I had to make the bottles for the next round. Right. And so, Oh my gosh, it was, it really took me back. And I think that, I think that I had a little, almost like a little PTSD, like honestly, um, a little post-traumatic stress or like just the trauma of, of newborn twins, I think is like a real thing, (laughs) a newborn anything. Okay. And so I think that that is like a thing. Like it, it really took me back to that place of like, oh my gosh, this, this is not, not fun in the middle of the night. Right. And so, you know, and then you know, the keeping her away from the puppies was heartbreaking. So I ended up actually letting her come in and I would feed one and then I would put it in this basket where she couldn't jump into it like on a chair, but she could reach her nose in. And so she would like bathe the puppy um, after I fed it. And um, so she would get to like bond and and lick and bathe the puppy um, and and get to at least see it, Um, you know, and she was kind of going crazy the whole time, essentially, because she was trying to, you know, paw at the basket and, you know, whining the whole time, just miserable still. But at least I could like let her like kiss her babies, basically, essentially. And so, (laughs) so we did that for, um, you know, the, the, let's see, the first night. And then this, the second day and night, um, she actually, the night she got sprayed by a skunk. And so I was just like, okay, I have to manage my mind here, y'all. Like I have to, this could be worse. (laughs) This really sucks. Okay. Maybe it could be worse, but this actually really sucks. And, but we're going to make it, we could do hard things and, you know, and we got through it. And so she smelled so awful. I, um, but they actually have like this, uh, special shampoo in case you're wondering that you can get, um, just at Walmart in the pet 
pet aisle um, that that is for that. Okay, for skunks. So, so if you live somewhere where that happens, um, just know that it's actually it's actually like it actually works. Okay, I gave her a couple baths actually in it because I kept smelling it, and it actually turns out it was just like she had had it in her mouth. Um, I realized that after the second bath, I kept smelling it whenever she was sitting next to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you still stink. This is terrible. It was actually whenever she would pant or open her mouth to lick the puppies, I would smell it like horribly while it was in her mouth. (laughs) I'm like, oh my gosh, what do I do for that? I can't put the soap in your mouth. So anyway, so that happened. And it was just like all of these like multiple setbacks, right? And so I really was having a hard time. I was exhausted because, you know, like my kids are young. They, they still wake up at six every morning and, you know, and, and no matter how late they stay up. Right. And so I was just exhausted. You know, how can I like take a nap? Can I get them to take a nap you know, before it's ready to feed the puppies again? Um, and so I felt like I was like, you know, trying to keep 11 mammals in my house alive, right? With my kids and these dogs. And so I actually um, normally record my podcast, write my podcast, record my podcast, um, usually on Thursdays, but if I don't get it done on Thursdays, then um, on the weekend. And so I'll plan that in and put it on my calendar. And that time just like came and went like without even a second thought. And so Sunday evening, my husband gets home and I was like, so grateful that he was home. Um, but I was also so grateful because the end of our four days was up. And so Inga actually was doing just fine. And she was thriving and alive and um, still very angry at me that I was denying her her puppies. And so we got the all clear to let her uh, reunite with her puppies. And let me tell you, I've never been so happy. <laughs> to do something in a long, long time. So I'm going to, I'm going to like cherish that just letting her go jump in the pack and play like she'd been trying to do for days and, um, and nurse her puppies and thank God she still had milk. Oh my gosh, y'all. I, I don't know. Any of my nursing moms out there are probably thinking like, holy shit, well, how, how, she's not gonna have any milk left, you know? And I was thinking that for four days, like, even if she lives, I'm still going to have to nurse these puppies with bottles for weeks. <laughs> so she um, didn't leave the packet play, you know, for like two days, essentially. Um, but, you know, so my husband got home and I was just like, okay, well, but I have to, I need to do this. I need to do laundry. I haven't done this. I haven't done my podcast. I need to write it. I need to record it. I need to put it, uh, post it. So it's scheduled, ready to go. I need to do the social media post for the podcast. Like, you know, like I had this like whole list of things and I was also supposed to go to work the next day, right? Like the first day he's home is like the evening. It's like the first time I get some reprieve and then it's like, okay, well here in a few hours, you know, I'm going to bed. I have to go um, start the fresh work week, you know, work week after being gone for a week, which you guys know is usually um, a little bit more demanding maybe or more full. Um, And so, um, and then I was going to be, I'm on call several times this week actually because people are on vacation and it's my weekend. And so, um, you know, I, I have like a lot of things happening. And so I was not managing my mind at this point and just trying to achieve, get all the things done, um, do all the things I was supposed to get done, done. Like I have so many things to do um, and freaking out a little bit. Like I was feeling overwhelmed and not really paying attention to my thoughts that were behind that. So 
what I saw though, is that like, okay, I was like, okay. I was like, I was like making like these deals with myself. Like, all right, you can sleep tonight, but then tomorrow during, you're going to get up early, then you're going to write this podcast and then you're going to go to work. And then at lunch, you're going to do this and this and this. And then you're going to get home. And, um, before your, um, happy gynecologist group call, like your coaching call, you're going to have to, um, not spend time with the kids. You're gonna have to do, um, you know, this and this and this, you know? And so like, I kept doing that, but then I was so exhausted that like the next morning that I was so exhausted, I'm like, no, I I've got to sleep. You know, I'd been up for, you know, four days, not hardly, not very much sleep at all. Um, and so (laughs) it was, you know, it was supposed to be this restful week off and it definitely didn't end that way. And so I would then like, like bargain with myself again, like, no, okay, you can sleep now, but then you're on call tomorrow. So you're going to be, um, you know, you're going to be sitting around waiting on a delivery probably tomorrow night. You're going to do it then you're going to, you know, be really productive, yada, yada, yada. Well, then I was on call and I was slammed and like running, like on my feet from 6.30 AM to like, you know, one or 2 AM and I didn't get it done okay, I didn't get the podcast written. I didn't get it recorded. Right. And at that point, I'm like, losing my shit on myself. I see I see my thoughts turning into like, beating myself up thoughts, like, like, shit, you didn't get it done again. What are you gonna do? You're, you know, you're, you're not doing it. You're, you're gonna fail. You know, all those thoughts, all those bullshit, shitty thoughts going through my head. And then I realized it's like, okay, why is this a problem? right? Like why, what is like happening in my brain right now? Like number one, I'm exhausted. I'm not, I'm not having enough sleep. I had a rough call night on top of that. You know, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like over the, if I count how many hours of sleep I have had in the last week, it's not very many. And so why am I pushing myself to do more and more and more whenever all I really need to do is listen to my body and rest. <laughs> and I see this so often, I think, with with um, people I interact with on social media or um, people I talk with um, in, in the coaching group, like we are not good at resting because whenever we try to rest, we think of all the things that we should be doing. And we are we are wired to do that. Like we are wired to not be still, to not rest, to not not just be, you know, um, and we, that, that wiring is very ingrained in us. And I think that I'm trying to like, think like, I think in like med school, I was probably okay with resting or having downtime, but residency for me, I think is really when I began to like, if there was time where I wasn't doing something, then I must not be realizing what I'm supposed to do, right? (laughs) Like, because there's always something to be done. There was just so much work. And especially like, I think as an intern, you know, all of that kind of falls to you, right? And so, um, or a lot of that work does, at least it did where I was a resident at. Um, And so it was like, no, if I'm sitting here, sitting still, then it means I'm, I'm supposed to be doing something else right? It means that something's not getting done. Like that's how my brain works. Maybe your brain is similar. Maybe your brain is like, I'm worthless if I'm not doing it, or I'm inefficient, or I'm not accomplishing anything. I'm not achieving something. And I think that it goes beyond the 
like achievement makes us feel good. It makes us feel worthy. It's like deeper than that. It's like resting makes us feel the exact opposite. It makes us feel like we're shitty people or we're not good enough or we're um, worthless or we're not, um, you know, doing a good job at all. And so it's almost like it's like the same, but like more negative, right? So I think that we have to really catch ourselves you know, this is, this podcast is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, and it is fun, y'all. Like, it's not supposed to be this thing that I have to get done. I have to achieve it, um, or I'm going to fail, or I'm going to get a bad grade, or I'm going to get yelled at, or I'm going to get in trouble, right? Like, or I'm not going to take good care of a patient, right? It's not like if I just didn't do a podcast, it, you know, I mean, I, I would, I'm sure there would be people disappointed, right? But it wouldn't result in anything actually like happening, right? And so, because this is for fun. This is a passion. I love to teach. I love to talk. I love um, helping my fellow OBGYNs, right? And that's, it like fulfills me. And it's supposed to be that way. It's not supposed to be this thing that I like self-flagellate myself to do. And so it was just so interesting this week where I had like, you know, this run of four days of like no sleep. I'm not even meeting my basic human needs. I'm feel like, you know, a failure because I was supposed to be doing these fun things with my kids, but I wasn't. I was focused on these puppies and keeping them alive. And whenever I was, you know, thinking back on that, it's like, that's where my brain goes to whenever I'm thinking in this mode of like, no, I've got to get this done. I've got to achieve, right? And it's so harmful whenever we are in that mode because we don't realize the things that we did achieve, right? What did I achieve with my kids? Well, I told my kids, you know, so many things about caring for animals and and how how milk works and how nursing works and how, you know, baby puppies are, you know, like just, just things that they've never been exposed to. I've, I've taught them so many things. I taught them how to handle these cute little puppies, you know, in a like careful way, how to interact with, with mama dog Inga in a, in a loving way that didn't scare her or make her anxious, you know? And so I think that, you know, the responsibility is something else I taught them, you know, everybody had a job, whether they liked it or not, (laughs) even the four-year-olds, like little tiny jobs, like we all need to work together here. You know, there's so many lessons that, that I taught them or I modeled to them that, you know, okay, so I didn't take them to get snow cones. Like, (laughs) that's not a failure. What's the win here, right? You know, so whenever we get in this, you know, I got to achieve, 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 that whole mindset, not only is it a mindset of self-flagellation and I have to achieve or else I'm failing or else I am worthless or else I am not enough. When we're in that mindset, it's not only damaging to, to us, but like we also don't realize what we actually did achieve, okay? And so I want you to think about that as, you know, as as this has happened to me, okay, it's just kind of a f- fresh realization. And of course, I'm a little bit better rested now, but also what if it's okay to just not achieve? This week, I literally am just chatting with you. I'm telling you this story. I haven't written you know, typically I like make an outline of the podcast and I chat with you with all my bullet points, right? And so it's very meticulously planned. It's very, you know, it's very laid out, organized, etc. 
Like today, I'm just chatting with you as a friend, as a sister, as a as a buddy, as a whatever you are out there, um, and I I am okay with that, okay, because maybe not achieving is what I need this week. It is definitely what I need this week. Um, and maybe that's the most loving thing I could do for myself right now. Okay. And so that is what I, um, decided, I guess, um, this is, I'm recording this the night before this podcast airs and that's normally not, not how this goes. Okay. And so, you know, as I got home this evening and I'm exhausted again, I was just like, you know what? what is the most loving thing I can do to love on myself and support myself? And you know what? I think that this is the best way right here. Chatting with you guys as friends, as, you know, um, as colleagues, as fellow OBGYNs or sisters or whatever you are out there, you, you're special to me. And, um, I hope that, this story about (laughs) the continuing saga of Inga and her puppies, um, I hope that this like story and how achievement can be so harmful to us. It can just like poison our minds <laughs> like the rat poison. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, y'all. Like I feel like this like need to achieve was super harmful to to even after my husband got home and I had support and I had a break and I had rest, this desire to achieve and um, was just so harmful to the rest of my mindset, the rest of what I was doing. Um, it just like came out and I've, my experience of the past few days has almost been as miserable as whenever I was up every few hours with the puppies. Like, it's like, I'm just like, keep going with all the negativity whenever I'm in that mode. And so I finally kind of sat down and caught that within myself. And so I, I just want you to think about that. When is achieving in your life, when is that harmful to you? When is it too much? When can you say no? When can you not achieve? When can you fail on purpose and it actually be better? Okay. Okay. So maybe this is a failure. If it is, it's the right failure for me. Okay. And I don't really think it is. I think we're just having a nice chat, but I I want you to think about that. When in your life is this showing up, you know, the most? Where what areas of life? Is it work? Is it keeping the house clean? Is it being kind of a tiger mom trying to get all their all the kids to their activities and have them doing things perfectly and, um, you know, being well-rounded? You know, when is doing all the things actually harming you by keeping you in that mindset of like basically self-flagellating to keep going? Okay. When is achievement and achieving things like taking over or taking precedent for it it, or in front of, I guess, um, your basic human needs. Are you giving up sleep? Are you giving up, you know, being healthy to achieve? Okay. So where in your life is achievement harmful? Where is it not helping you? Okay. I want you to really think about that because I would, I would guess that there's probably at least one area that most of us can relate to, uh, being the badass OBGYNs that we are. <laughs> All right, y'all. I love you guys so much, and I will talk to you next week. That's what I have for you today, friends. And um, I'm hoping I'm hoping I get to post some pictures of these puppies soon if I can get them all lined out because that's the super fun part is seeing these little guys grow. So, all right, I will talk to you next week. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in. Remember, you can always get more free help from me by going to my website, www.coach-miles.com and clicking on free resources. If this work has helped you and you're interested in learning more about getting out of burnout and up-leveling your life as an OBGYN, definitely check out my six-month coaching program, The Happy Gynecologist Group. You can always get more information on my website, coach-miles.com. <laughs>